Welcome to episode 17 of the 702 High School Football Podcast. You remember River Scholars time. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by, we're going to start off my main man, CR Surface Care. Ooh, Jeff! Yeah, I got my man Jeff coming in first today. You feeling bad for him because Wolfpack lost? Yeah, man. Oh, uh, Rebels! <laughs> no. You need, you need to paint your truck red. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the bet you need hey, to do with him. Hey, Jeff, hey, Jeff I'm going to tag your truck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. All right. Shout out to my man, Jeff. Uh, see our surface care. If you need a uh, carpet grout clean for the holidays, call my man, Jeff, up. What's your phone number? Man, 702 917. Oh, I might be giving a personal it? number. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, man. Hello, Jeff. Everybody that, that tuned in to listen to a podcast, hold on while Anthony goes to his phone. I'm gonna find all this. All I got to do. You guys realize to... this is the best part of your podcast. Sometimes the yeah. intro. <laughs> 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 hey, you good? You good? You getting there? Nope, I can't find Jeff's number. In the meantime, we're also sponsored by Phase One Seven and Seven Football. Compete with the best and get major looks as they rep all Vegas oh, at the God. Pylon, That's passing down in Adidas National Tournaments. Open runs going to be December 22nd and January 5th with a combine and showcase. January 19th to 20, 20th at a time and location to be determined. Slide into those DMs at Phase 1 Football or call Phase 1 at 702-641-0011. Shout out to our sponsors. You got it now? Shout out to my boy Jeff at CR Service Claire. If you need that, your oh, car is a ground clean for the holidays, call my man Jeff at 702-917-0134. But what if you need a plumber? If you need a plumber, you get, hey, call. Slide in Vic's DMs. <laughs> I told you something. If you need a plumber, call Innovative Plumbing at 702-672-7567. You swear it's episode one, not 17. Like, we've done this. Don't we got another one? Another sponsor? Are we also hey, shout you, out. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to take your girl on a hot date, take her to Ventano's on a Raw Grande and Horizon. Horizon Ridge. Horizon Ridge. Horizon's different. We just ordered the trophies for the coach of the year you and the him? player of the year. Hold on, man. Oh, okay, okay. We didn't put the names on them yet, but we got okay, the nice okay. crystal heavy official okay. looking trophies. We're going to go with these like seven foot cheesy looking mm-hmm. ones. We're like, nah, let's go with some professional looking ones so people think we're legitimate yeah. and not just dudes in a room. Anyway, three minutes in, a couple <laughs> advertisers out. Shout out to Tuxedo Junction as well and Eclipse Theaters. Again, without them, we're giving high fives, not prizes. But joining us today, Coach Ray is not here tonight, but we're going to call him in a little bit talk about the picks. But we got Ben Rowden. Ben, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, fellas. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, glad you finally came down, man. I know I know we've talked, obviously, the last couple hey, of seasons. Br- oh. Ben brought his beard. Uh, for those of you that haven't met Ben, <laughs> you've seen his beard. Seen ben. <laughs> just, just the most, like, it's the beard my beard wishes it could be. Like, my, yeah. my beard is going to Me gonna too. I ain't going to lie. I can't yeah. grow a beard. Yeah. yeah. And my beard is, is going to ask Santa to be Ben's beard when he grows up. I tell people I get enough compliments on it that I can't <laughs> shave it. And then now I use it in my logo, so now I'm kind of stuck with it. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't know if I can picture you. Do you have a picture of yourself before the I do. I'll show you. <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> but ben, ben, you've seen him on the sideline. He does the best, the best uh, highlight uh, videos and, and edits here for Southern Nevada. Um, been doing Gorman obviously this season. Last year had a bunch from Faith and and different games. So uh, really got some good stuff. For those that don't know you or don't know what else you do other than, than shoot film on the sideline, man, tell them about yourself. Oh, oh, oh quick, quick, oh quick, God, you know I want to give a shout out to a couple guys. You know uh, what? the Las Vegas Sun podcast. They changed the game. I feel like we changed the game. And the visuals, I gotta I gotta say my man Ben. We changed yeah. the game on the visuals in Southern Nevada. I mean, Southern Nevada is going, football is going, taking off. I, I got to be honest with you, mm-hmm. piggybacking on that. A, also, uh, Crazy Visuals, who's the, the Canyon Springs mm-hmm. uh, edit person, has been doing the graphics. Awesome. Side note, we're okay. going to call you because we got to redo our logo next year. Okay. Um, 
But uh, yeah, going back to the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray and Kiefer and, and yeah, Ray obviously yeah, they both started off. Give them did the, the podcast yeah. and, and and the Nevada Preps guys, the stuff they do with the pre uh, pre uh, well leave videos, covers NevadaPrepReport.com, yeah. and now with Coach Gibbs, we're going to be talking to Coach Gibbs a little bit later, and he's going to tell us about seven hundred two high school football. I chat. wish I had all this stuff in high school, yeah, man. Seriously, this would you be know? crazy. We didn't have that, but I wish for for now for those that are still listening. It's, Four minutes in. That's all right. Today, we obviously, we got uh, Ben Rowden here with us. We're going to talk to Shadow Ridge assistant coach, uh, Coach Gibbs. He's going to talk to us about 702 HSFB chat. It's going to be a, a dialogue for coaches to learn from each other on strategy, on on coaching. And, you know, the, the X's and the no's. We're also going to talk to Battleborn Preps Michael Reeves and talk about that Minogue review game. And uh, we'll make picks, but... Eight minutes after we asked you to introduce yourself, we're gonna we're gonna allow you to do so. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so I've been in Vegas about two years now. I'm a former uh, high school and college football player, and then high school football coach. Uh, the video has been more of a new thing, kind of going back to what Ann said about having this when we were in high school. Um, my video history goes back to me making my best friend's high school highlight film with two VHSs and a boombox to dub in the music. <laughs> can you stop? Can you explain to the children what a VHS is? What a boombox is? Some of these kids be like, "What's a VHS?" VHS is a physical tape <laughs> that the video went on to and didn't take good quality, by the way. And then, yeah, you had to dub it into each other. It was it was a nightmare, and it was actually one of the one of the things that probably actually kept me out of video for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the technology revolution in video, it kind of pulled me back in while I was coaching. I got into it through Huddle. Um, I was going out and I was doing the scouting for you know scouting other teams. I was breaking down all the video, but I was also always looking for better video, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started working for a company that did a high school sports TV show on uh, Fox Sports. TV Detroit back in Michigan and they covered all sports so I started shooting for them and then started developing my own style. I've been out in Vegas two years now and yeah this year I was hired by Gorman to do all their games whereas last year I was able to get around the valley and do a bunch of different games. You got money Mike. He's a quick millionaire. The only money I make just goes right back into equipment so videos get better yeah I'm getting paid a little bit but yeah everything I make seems to go right back into equipment but the next step is really trying to get other people who are also interested and to shoot for me where I can still do the edits and get multiple videos on it. I was able to do that a few times this year. Um, uh, Vic actually shot a little bit last night or this this past weekend Ooh, so we'll see how that goes. Low quality stuff. Let me tell you, if he's able to get a, a 45 second highlight footage from the stuff I shot at the Arbor Minot game, then he'll be an angel. Yeah, and then this week, for example, I had uh, Jeff Belknap shooting a second camera at the Gorman game, so I actually did a two-camera shoot uh, this week, just kind of messing around with something different. I'll probably try to do that for the same thing for the state championship. But one of the things that the videos really allowed me to do is to stay involved with high school and youth sports, which is definitely a passion, but I don't have any of the negatives that were associated with coaching, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's... it's not fun to say, but there were negatives that were associated with coaching, right? Wins and losses, worrying about playing time, parents and you know, players worried about both their, their immediate uh, playing time but also their futures. Mm-hmm. And there was just a lot of you know, added stress onto something that, let's face it, you're not you know, usually compensated well for. You're putting in as a passion and, and for your time, for your love, and I was losing that love. Mm-hmm. Um, this has replaced that passion and allowed me to stay involved and I get all the positives, right? Everybody loves my videos, win or loss. I, I put both sides in. If you make a good play, you make my video. Absolutely. Um, I don't, even though I shoot for Gorman, I don't, you know, leave out yeah, Liberty Highlights. Right, um, yeah. I, I just don't like that either. It doesn't tell the story, right? I watch mm-hmm. I watch games and I see a team that loses mm-hmm. and you only see their highlights and I'm like, well, how'd they, how'd they lose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Show me the, rest the highlights. Of the game. <laughs> it, was, it was a great game. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I do shoot other sports and I do shoot other videos as well, but sports is my passion. Um, I'm going to try to stick in, in, in that realm. Um, I was actually out shooting a soccer game today, so. 
uh, I do get around to other sports as well. You can look me up on Rowden's Reels. Um, but football is kind of my go-to. You know, going back to what you, you mentioned, Huddle, and going back to the, the shout-outs, Huddle changed yeah. so much. And you're talking about literally kids. When coaches say, oh, did, we're going to exchange tapes with the coaches for next week, it used to be a physical tape that was mailed if you were from out of state or that was physically brought over to the school to say, here's our tape from that. Somebody stood with a camcorder over the, the press box and videoed some horrible, grainy I, stuff. I'll you can't even tell what player I'll never forget was. taking home and making my highlight, own highlight tape with my uncle to play in the NFL on the VHS, dubbing it, copying it over, sending it out to like 25 high schools. That was crazy. I mean, colleges. That was crazy. I was going to say, wait a second, man. You're you telling me basic trying, picked you up? I was trying to get recruited. I went to basic academy. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, times have changed. Now all you got to do is a click. And you're there. And, you know, and, and going back kind of what you said about the, the passion for doing it, which is obviously Anthony and Coach Ray can attest. The reason we do this podcast, the reason we're out there is, you know, we're, we're, we're proud of the, the local student athletes and we enjoy the high school football on this is mostly a positive thing that we get to do, but mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's a lot of magnet programs, uh, whether they're junior high or high school, that have video editing, audio media arts stuff, and, and this is great if, if you're out there listening. Maybe you're a student athlete, or maybe you know a student that doesn't play sports but is into media and is into you know video editing, and this is some of the stuff that you know, they can look in their future and say, man, this is stuff somebody can do, and, and the kind of things that they can get going, and and you know, we've had real real good success with. Uh, we had a lot of people, different student athletes, reach out to us. I know Madison Despain from uh, Faith Lutheran has hit us up, and she's she's done a lot of sideline videos. and And there's there's kids out there with passion. There's you know they're going to be young adults out in that uh, workforce, and, and hopefully they can they can pursue those passions just like you have. Well, the interesting thing about it too is a lot of them have this passion for video creation that they don't even realize, right? They're all on their phones creating video right now with their Snapchats and their Instagrams, and it only takes a little bit of guidance. It was kind of like me finding this later in life. It was something I've always done. I've always had a hobby for uh, video. I've done it along the way, different things, but didn't realize I should have been doing it all along. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like you said, to open it up, that is another goal of mine of having, really, it it would be ideal to have student crews, right? For all you kids out there on the Musical.ly slash TikTok, you know how to do it. It's out there. But, yeah, you're right. You know, if you, and you have how many eyes and how many ears out there. Literally, I know it's kind of, like, hilarious or, or, or funny, but looking back, this is my high school. My senior year, I was voted most school-spirited. I've always been this guy that's cheered on the team and has been proud of, of the accomplishments student athletes do, and here I am. So, you know, on the same token, there's guys out there that are, are, are taking video that want to help in other ways. We had a couple times this year on our Twitter where we had other players hit us up and say, hey, man, my teammate – his parents don't let him have a social media. He doesn't have a huddle. He doesn't have a YouTube. Can you help me help him? Here's his stats. Um, here's some some highlights that I've gotten from him. And so there's kids out there that know the advantages of, of what media can do for you, particularly as a student athlete. So uh, huge. And, 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 you know, we've said it for the last couple of years, but you put out good stuff, man. All your stuff is fire. Like like I said, I, I went back to the first – one of the first times we talked, and I was looking at your YouTube videos, and there was a, a, a diving meet. And there was a – was it sh- – What's the damn with the brooms? Oh, uh, yeah. Just, um, no, I can't remember. What's Curl- that? Curling. 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 I'm like, Ben made curling look like, damn. The slow, the slow-mo is my crutch. I, I will say slow-mo makes everything look cooler. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, hopefully. What the heck are you thinking? What? God, you. What? Why are you laughing? Slow-mo makes everything look cool. No. Uh, was, what, are you, what is going no. through your head? Okay, because you, you, you know to the Arbor game um, I regret, regret this I see Barson pull up he's like oh you got here before us I'm like I, I, I wanted to get the shot of he probably was like this guy's crazy <laughs> this dude's a stalker 
<laughs> but I literally like I gotta get the shot of you guys walking off the bus because in my head I'm picturing one of those Ben Rounin highlights where the players just come off and it's it's like. Did you get it? Not only did I get the Arbor players, then I got the Mano players coming off the yellow you school bus. I got the American flag in the mountains. Probably you know he said no like, game. He was oh, telling yeah. me when I walked in, this footage is all bad, out of focus, is all wide. It is. I'm not getting any highlights. Watch, I'm gonna have like a 15 minute highlight. You're not. If you have 15 minute highlights, it's gonna be the. How did you highlight. pull off Twitter? <laughs> it's different. Twitter is a phone. No, hold up. How you pull off Twitter? Did you do Twitter, Snapchat, and all at the same no. time? So I, I didn't do as many. I didn't know as you. Yeah, I, I was doing. I was doing tweets because I, I literally I had Ben's camcorder in one hand, and then I, I would pull out my phone. I would record on yours and try to hold it still as I'm typing this the last guy play. Here. <laughs> but what I was telling Ben, what, what slowed me up a little bit was up there. Obviously, you know, down here, all the officials have seen us around. They kind of know, you know, we're there. We're not on either team. Every. Ten minutes. Somebody was asking for my press Didn't credential. Happened before to us or they, at the oh, Mojave no. game last year. They stopped. <laughs> so we're standing in the end zone when Mojave had to play um, Legacy on a Saturday at noon after they had the issue the week before, and they literally blow the whistle blow because I was standing behind the the field goal post taking video. They're like, "Hey man, you, you can't be over here." I was like, "Uh." And I'm, so anyway, but up north. It was windy. My press pass kept flying around and like choking me. So I tucked it in my shirt and then, sir, sir, where's your? So, but hopefully, hopefully, Ben, you got at least a minute and a half of solid video of Arborview and, and Bishop Minogue. But uh, player of the week, we're gonna break down player of the week real quick. Uh, not a lot of options. Uh, Anthony and Coach Ray vetoed my Peyton Dixon as a player of the week. Not gonna happen. Nomination because we are the 702 high school football yeah, player. He, right he yeah. can't pick up his tux. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's gonna come. If he come here and get his tux, he can have it. I'm a, if he <laughs> comes here and get his tux, he can have I, it. I was gonna say. If he come here and get his tux, <laughs> I'll be and I want to be there to watch him try it on. Hold on. He can walk into the stadium on Saturday in his tux. They yeah. might have. I'll get, the, I'll get the shot like the NFL live <laughs> so, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they might have a fire tux in Reno. I didn't even think about that. No, no, no. Oh, he got to come here. Ain't no, no. So anyway, uh, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm talking to Michael Reeves there. I might call and be like, we need to do a 775 high school football chat. Right, and I'm done with him so I can, I can go, talk all, go, all the time. Go, class go ahead and get you a divorce real quick. No, nah, man. <laughs> we, can, we can have a polygamous. No, we're not doing it. No. Oh, I can't have no side chick with you. Nope. <laughs> anyway, player of the week. Order in order. Player, my, player of the week. Uh, player of the week. is going to be, again, Micah Bowens. I mean, you, you just just really – He's Look at fast. the stats. He's 10 fast. for 17 passing, 169 yards, two touchdowns, 218 yards rushing on 10 attempts, and two touchdowns. Um, Micah, you getting a free tux for prom? Hey, Micah, I'm almost convinced. I'm 70 80%. Oh, that he's not a quarterback? Keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I need a little bit more. Anyway. Keep going. I'm 100% convinced that he could play anywhere on the field. He's yeah. that kind of athlete. He's he's a special Bo, kind of athlete. Bo, what you say about that? You think you play on the line? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he could because because a kid like that's going to give you everything, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. And, and that kind of athleticism, he's explosive, um, and he's gotten better every game. He's gotten better mm. throughout the season. It's been fun to watch. Uh, that's one of the fun things to watch, whether it's any program of seeing kids develop and seeing kids get better. You know, you yeah. know what? Uh, he's not a senior on the team, but he's he's the leader. He's the head of that team. Yeah. Him and Bo Taylor and the captains, but. I think he might be the guy because, the, I mean, we obviously we're not talking about the game yet, but Liberty came out fired up, fired up as I ever seen him, and he shut him up real quick. He also fourteen nothing. Yeah, he people was in his literally, Vic. He was getting hit in the head with a, by another helmet from a Liberty player talking trash. He just turned around. Pre-game? Yep, Pre-game. he just turned around. The team's lined up for hey, I should have called you out, but no, I'm going to let you honestly, slide. And I, I, want, I want to give credit to that because how many times this season – 
at the two Same with Bo Taylor the too. They were pushing yeah. Bo Taylor in the back. Yeah. And, he just, and, just, and, and I get it. You want to get in people's heads. You, you need. You need. You want to try. Yeah. But I want to give them credit because how many times this season we've had yeah, that, three different incidents with six different teams. Honestly, Ben, I thought that balls. was going to go bad. Yeah. I thought Gorman, Gorman showed no emotions towards Liberty. That's good because, you know what? And, and I know we talked about this. I'm not going to say which team, mm-hmm. but we heard some rumors and we're like, mm-hmm. that'd be it. Look, if I'm that team and I'm losing by, mm-hmm. we'll just say mm-hmm. 40, and you can start a bench clear mm-hmm. and brawl against Gorman and get them mm-hmm. eliminated from the playoffs. Ain't nobody going to care that it was a brawl. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be like, thank you. You got him out of here. And so credit to the Gorman players for keeping their composure and keeping yeah. their head straight on that one. But shout out to Mike. I also want to shout out Bubba. Bubba Graham over at Arbor View. Uh, he, he did everything, man. He tried everything to get to get the, the Aggies in it. He had 28 carries, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. And he also had 85 yards receiving on only four receptions. Uh, played his heart out, left everything out there. Uh, but, yeah, Micah, you got a player of the week. Alumni shout out. My boy Jeff Ulafoshio. Ulafoshio. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff's out there balling. Got uh, special team players of the week mm-hmm. last week for the University of Washington. They out there balling, getting it done. As a walk-on, fellas. Yeah, let's not forget that. As a yeah. walk-on, freshman, yeah. true freshman walk-on. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen uh, when you go to anywhere. I went to a one AA school, and they didn't. They didn't even give Respect. walk-ons a yeah. look, right? Mm-hmm. To look to to even give a walk-on a look to get a chance to get on special teams. It doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So any anytime that can happen, it's it's the same thing as a kid going JUCO route and then making it to you know whether it's Division two, Division one, anything like that. Um, it's it's always great to see. Speaking of Wagons, last night watching the UNLV Nevada game mm-hmm. uh, up in Reno with my boy who works at the university. Well, I explain that your, your kicker was a, a walk-on from Gorman. Ramid Ramez, Ramid Ahmed. Was you hype about the victory? I'm sorry, our loss. No, no, yeah. I don't, listen, listen. And like, like and this is funny because the whole time we're it's, talking, we watch funny. college football. Me and my girl sick because of that game. Because <laughs> because you lost your voices. Yeah, we, it was just, it was cold, man. My wife was, was the only there. one screaming and cheering, excited for UNLV in that house last night. All I'm gonna say is I'm a Michigan fan. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Uh, listen, if you would have asked me who had a better chance of winning yesterday, whether it be UNLV over Nevada or Liberty over Gorman, I would have said Liberty over Gorman. There was. I had, and, and and please don't take this the wrong way if you're a local player that plays for UNLV. I want you guys to succeed so bad. I, I may root for Nevada because I love Northern Nevada, but I want you guys to succeed. And at least, look, for my Nevada fans, I was telling them, you, you guys still get to go to a bowl game. It's like, mm-hmm. this was so desperately needed by UNLV that I don't know if they understand how, how badly they needed that. I mean, how badly it's, they earned it's it. It's a war. UNLV earned it. Yeah. They won their game. They I did. Might, I might even head down and watch the uh, canopy and paint it. Paint it yeah, no, that's tomorrow, tomorrow at 1030? Hopefully they do it right. Be yeah. there. Everybody be there. It was, We're going to have a party. I'm going to bring chicken wings and popsicles. No, you're not. You no, go, hey, let's get more of those. Let's get some catfish. I got the money. I'm having a party next week. What you coming over next week? I'm having a party next week. If you want to come over, I'm a taco guy. Seven, five. What? You already know about the party with the bo- the boxing party. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 everybody listening, you're not invited to my house. <laughs> hey, so just lose just shut that down. Now, let's say, what is that? Oh, no. They, they lost. lost. They lost. They lost. If Liberty won, he was going to throw a party. Yeah, nah, yeah. I ain't throwing a party for no longer <sighs> coaches. All right, here we go. We're going to play our interview with Coach uh, Gibbs from Shadow Ridge. Talk to him about 702 High School Football chat. And when we get back, we'll talk about that Liberty uh, Gorman game, and we'll go from there. We are talking to Coach Gibbs from Shadow Ridge High School. Coach Gibbs, how are you doing today? Uh, great. Doing well. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us. We've got myself and uh, 
Big Ant and uh, Ben Rowden also joining us today. And uh, we're going to talk to you about your 702 high school football chat that uh, that's going to be starting here. Your first chat's on December 15th. Is that right? Uh, December 5th. Wednesday, December 5th. The first Wednesday after the state championship game. So everybody be ready to go. Oh, you're going to be ready to go. All off season, huh? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll take it week by week. We'll see oh, what happens. All right, all right. Well, before we get into that, tell, tell our listeners uh, who may not uh, be familiar with you, obviously Shadow and everybody in the Northwest is familiar with you, and, and we know you, but uh, tell them about uh, where, you know, how you got your start in coaching and how you ended up at Shadow. Uh, well, I've been coaching uh, first season in 2015. I started at Western. I uh, really just got into coaching after coaching my son in the uh, youth football leagues. Uh, I had our own private business, and then, I had an itch to get back into coaching. I played football in college in South Carolina at Presbyterian College and then uh, been in Vegas for 10-plus years and got into coaching. And I was spending more time organizing practices and coming up plays in the youth league. And I was like, you know what? I got an itch to get back into coaching. So I reached out and and tried to find out who the coaches were and send out coaching resumes and uh, ended up at Western. Coach John Norton, he hired me at Western. I pretty much spent two seasons there. Uh, grinding it out and, and there's no secret you know uh, we had some guys there and uh, we didn't get any w's but we had guys that were resilient came to practice every day and perform and then uh had an opportunity to be an interim head coach coach norton stepped down i was an interim head coach for five games and then uh, uh the, the the administration decided to go a different direction so uh, coach uh foster opened his arms i talked with him spoke with him interviewed and i've been there the past two seasons at shadow ridge high school uh, go Mustang. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Shadow Ridge, big fans. You guys have a good uh, good support from your administration and, and parents from, from what we've seen, what we've heard. And at Western, like you said, man, some of those kids, they, I think they have more heart than a lot of kids in this city. I don't know if they'd show up to practice week after week and year after year uh, with some of the adversity that, that Western kids have faced over the years. So definitely shout out to them. And I'm glad you're in coaching because uh, those kids are going to be better for it at Shadow and Western and everywhere else. So tell us about the 702 High School Football Chat. Where did it come from, and, and what is it going to be exactly, for, for those that don't know, especially the coaches? Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's uh, at 702HSFBChat, the 702HSFBChat. Uh, and it's a Twitter forum that we'll co- uh, converse on a weekly basis. In a sense, when I was an interim head coach and, and actually trying to get into coaching, I really didn't know where to go, you know, who to reach out to, the resources available to me. had been away from the game for a while as far as a player uh, trying to get into the coaching. So uh, I've actually participated in this uh, every single offseason since I've been coaching with one of my teammates from college who's a moderator for the Georgia High School Football Chat and uh, essentially just trying to get ideas. Uh, my, uh, someone who's interested in getting coaching, uh, my thought process was trying to see who's currently coaching and trying to advance, you know, maybe from an assistant to a head coach or someone who's good where they are and just want to get better, you know, and try to improve their craft. You know, as a teacher and as an educator, uh, we have professional development, professional developments for for teachers. But what are the professional developments for coaches? So this is an opportunity on a weekly basis uh, amongst your peers. Uh, they're great minds and great coaching minds here in, in 702 in the state of Nevada to go through and just exchange ideas. Uh, one hour chat, you know, not trying to take up too many, too much of people's time. Five question format, and we'll put it out there. One of the first topics that we'll have is uh, end of season analysis, evaluation, and getting into the all season programming. So. Uh, that'll be something there, especially for a new coach taking over program. You look on Twitter today, you see it's like Black Sunday. Uh, all these coaches are getting fired and moving on and things like that. So new people will be stepping into the, the fold and, you know, kind of like, hey, here's the reins and what do I do? So here's the opportunity to exchange those ideas. It's funny you mentioned uh, Black Sunday. We've already gotten a 
few text messages this last week about a, a vacancy or two that may be taking place, and, and there's definitely coaches. One of the conversations we were having right before we, we, we talked to you on the phone was uh, up in northern Nevada this weekend, we're talking about how Coach Dupree at Damani Ranch, who's been there for, I believe, seven years, is still considered the new guy because they have such few vacancies at the head coaching uh, level in, in northern Nevada, but down here it's a lot different. And, and Ben here was uh, mentioning some of the, the different – things he sees in some offenses and, and things that he could see, you know, from his experiences that might improve an offense here or there locally. And I think, I think having your chat that you're going to start with the exchange of information. I mean, cause you, the coaches here in this Valley, they see each other all year, all off season. And they can, like you said, they can definitely learn from each other. Uh, you know, the experiences and the, the knowledge is there. Coach Ben Rowden here. Yeah, I've coached in uh, multiple states, uh, Michigan and Virginia, um, now just covering it uh, through video out here in Nevada. But one of the things you see pretty much across the country is, you know, coaches and football coaches sharing knowledge. Um, and I don't know, you know, how much of that's been taking place here in the Valley, but the more the better because it seems, you know, it seems to me that the more ideas that can be shared, the better you're going to make these young men. Uh, so hats off to you. Are, are you planning on trying to parlay this into some coaching clinics around the Valley as well or just kind of stick with just the chat right now? Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I want to say that it's organic, but it's something that I've actually been thinking about doing. And it just, you know, I can say I just got the courage just to go ahead and just implement it. Um, it's, just, it's just a lot of wealth of ideas, and, and, it, and you don't want to be in a situation where you get stagnant. You know, you hear a lot of coaches saying, all oh, these kids these days and things like that. And sometimes it's just, uh, you know, keep your ear to the, you know, ear to the, the team and, and, and to the players. And, hey, here's an idea. Here's something about a stand. Here's something with 4-3. You know, we were trying to go from four two five to four three, and you know, trying to get educated on that. And I want to just—I got it to from four two five football chat to four three chat, just to kind of see different kind of schematic stuff going on and uh, culture and uh, ideas of motivating young people and things like that. So yeah, I'm definitely—I'm not a guru by any means, but I do believe that I can uh, take information that from other experienced coaches and implement it into a way uh, in which I like to do, as far as uh, making sure I motivate my players, uh, and that's what I like to do. So. It's not a lot of things is uh, the best form of flattery is imitation, but if I could take that idea and take it to another degree, uh, then all the kids are going to benefit from that. So, sure, by all means, let's do it. All right, all right Coach, this is Anthony here. Besides, besides Ben, which coach, and Coach Ray, shout out to Coach Ray. You know, me and Vic, hey, we're not we're not coaches. We're not gurus, so we, oh. might be able to, we might be able to learn a little bit of thing here too. But, hey, are we giving away game plans? That's, that's all I was worried about. <laughs> Not giving away nah, too much. No, There's not giving away too much. But the thing about it is, is uh, you look at it, uh, you ask somebody, hey, for example, hey, I got questions about defense and defensive mm-hmm. line play. You know, so then, okay, well, we talk about, well, what are you using stances? Hand to the man, hand away from the man. Are you teaching the squeeze techniques? You know, what are we doing there? You know, just different kind of alignments. You know that there's not a universal way of actually numbering uh, gaps and shades. You go from one program, you some people do different numbering of the offensive linemen. And then you go to another program is different. So is there essentially a way that we can, you know, streamline that and maybe give somebody an idea? So you know, you have guys changing programs, going to the next level, that make an easier transition because hey, the high school level is using what the collegiate level uses. So when they get there, that whole verbiage is uh, is smooth, is streamlined. That's something that you can share along, you know, in these chats. So just little technical things like that. You know, coach, I respect what you're doing because it's kind of like what we did. We 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 didn't honestly see what we liked out there, so we was like, forget it. Let's let's start our own thing, and that's what you did. So I, yeah, I respect I mean, that. Yeah, I sat there as an interim head coach at Western, like, hey, here you go, finish the season out. 
you know, trying to go through that and like nobody's giving you what to do. So you, you know, I'm a, I'm a person that's, Hey, I'm going to go and uh, figure it out. I'm not going to let anything go down the drain by actually just being dormant. So, you know, now, but I don't want to be in that situation and I know how I feel. So another coach coming behind me now has opportunity to say, Hey, here's what they did. Here's what they need to do with reconditioning helmets. And you got, you know, a hundred so helmets. Like I get reconditioned. What do you got to do? I only got one prep period. How am I supposed to do all this kind of stuff? So you got guys that are willing to share that information. Why hold on to it, man? You can't take it to the grave. Share it with the younger guys and share it with the guys that are inexperienced so that they know what to do. It's from things like that all the way to, you know, how do I try to, you know, divvy up someone's cover three or, you know, how do I try to take care of double wing or whatever that is that you're trying to do out there. Um, sharing some ideas of some things that have uh, you've been successful with over your years. Coach, real quick, Miss Anthony, uh, how do you stop the double wing? Give me the uh, secret right now. Come well, on. I've been at uh, I've been where I'm at two years, and we have been unsuccessful. So uh, that's why I say I'm not a guru. Big defensive lineman. Yeah, dominance. <laughs> yeah. You know, Coach, one of the things that, you know, listen to, to obviously your, your intent and your idea for this, I really hope that obviously not just the high school coaches, I know it's the 702 high school football chat, but I hope not just the head coaches and assistant coaches, but also some, maybe some of our youth coaches here in the Valley. There's a lot of well-intended uh, individuals that, you know, much like you said, hey, you, you were coaching your son and are stepping up to, to play that, and, and they're well-intended, and sometimes maybe they're misinformed or they're misguided about certain things, and this might be a way to do it, uh, get information, uh, maybe improve uh, the way they coach or how they approach coaching without necessarily feeling like, you know, being told, hey, you're doing this wrong, but just paying attention and, and seeing what these coaches are exchanging in their in their chat to see what might work for them, what what may help them improve their program, whether it be at the youth level or at the high school level or, or who knows. Yeah, I mean, we, a lot of programs, you know, you have different kind of clinics that come to Vegas. And a lot of times people don't have the budgets and things like that to send whole coaching staff. So what better way to sit there and, and talk to your peers, uh, especially regards to safety, tackling, and different things like that. And mm -hmm. you may not take every single idea that's presented to you uh, and take it back to your program, but it could be just one thing that really sticks and that you're trying to work on, and you take that back, and now you focus on it. And I'm welcoming all coaches. Uh, I 702 High School Football Chat, but I've got coaches right now. We've got coaches for Northern Nevada. We've got uh, you know uh, coaches obviously here in town. So the youth coaches. Uh, bring them on. We got people that support programs. Like I said, it's people who have their ear to the ground with regards to high school football. Uh, join us. Let's go. Well, we're looking for it. We're excited for it. And I think it's definitely going to be something that uh, this city and this town are going to be better for it. And whether it be Northern Nevada or further away, I hope they partake. In. And we're excited. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you guys. All you do at Shadow Ridge, you guys are always looking out. Uh, you know, Coach, Coach Gibbs, you're the one that came up with the uh, Recruit 702, and, and really you guys are always looking out for everybody in the Valley. You're not just looking out for your own guys, and we appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll be talking in the future. That's right. Hey, recruit starts today. Today, hey, you're a dude. Coaches will be contacting you. You'll find out now. It's a long <laughs> process. Keep your head up. Absolutely. Coach, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Take care, Coach. All right, Coach. good night, guys. Take care. All right, that was my man, Coach Gibbs. He just gave us the Secret breakdown how to stop the double wing. So now all teams knows how to shut out Auburview, Shadow Ridge, and Coronado. Who else runs a double wing? De La Salle. De La Salle. All right. So shout out to my man Coach Gibbs. He got something good going right there. Yeah, I'm glad he came on, man. He, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Like I said, mm -hmm. youth coaches and, and high school coaches should be getting a lot out of that. So Nevada football is taking off, man. It's a game changer. Whew. All right. I wasn't there. You guys are both there. 
Liberty Gorman. Gorman obviously won 42-28. What happened? All right, first off, before we even start this game, the Gorman players, I heard you. I know I didn't pick you on the breakdown, the D-line, the linebackers. Brian B-Rock Sertain had a pick six to the house. He came right after he scored to my face and said, stars don't matter, and let, it me, let me know that I better talk about it. And he's big as heck, so I'm talking about it. And I ain't scared of kids, but he's a big boy. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Remember that Canyon player that one year started talking trash to you? <laughs> nah, B-Rock was cool, but uh, yeah, he had a pick six to the house. He wanted to make sure I shot him out. It's but... his second in three weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, really? He had a oh, face like as well. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't do my alma mater like that, huh? <laughs> Take that back. Delete and that. Somebody asked me how come. I, hey man, didn't didn't Anthony go to Basic? It's like yeah. He goes. How come we never talked about him this season? Basics. B- basic screwed up me talking about him. I did. You don't I fight did twice. Him. I tell him. I yeah. said you don't. You don't get. There's some. The there's somebody else that I loved that they disappointed me and I stopped talking about him too. So Your mom's cake. No. Yeah. You know what? I no. I have to yell her about. It. She slacking on sweet potato pie. I'm about to call my grandma. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to get it right, Mom. Side note, we hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> I didn't go home for uh, Thanksgiving, obviously, from Michigan, so I uh, bought myself a couple pumpkin Man, pies. you sh- let me know this Thank next you. time, man. Yeah. I literally have Friendsgiving. I, oh, I, I, I wasn't invited. But I, he wasn't here. I did get I did get to watch my uh, my Detroit Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh-huh. It's, it's mm-hmm. ne- I didn't realize it's America's Thanksgiving Day Parade, so it was on TV. And mm-hmm. then I got to watch my Lions lose to the Bears. All right, you. Uh, I did put. A you're welcome to my house next year. Uh, where are we gonna be at next year? For I'm not, I'm not. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to Reno well, we got, for Thanksgiving. You're going to, you tell me, Gorman plays in the states. So I'm you know I'm not leaving week. for my mom's food. All right, look at the. I'll one, leave after the one, the one thing he'll take. Over Gorman is his mom's food. Okay. No, I'll oh. leave after. And if I ain't got a kid, I'll leave after. Never know what it is. I went last year. Remember after? But if we both got kids next year, what are we going to do? I don't do know, man. So Coach Ray's going to be on the podcast. Own. might be a wrap, man. Coach Ray Mountains Reels. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Coach Ray Mountains Reels. Uh, but, hey, you want, you want to start the game? I'll, I'll start it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a good game. It wasn't. As close as some had predicted, mm-hmm. um, I think it was kind of what some also at the same time expected, right? Mm-hmm. Gorman is what Gorman is. Um, what we, you know, like to see is the rest of the valley come up to Gorman's level. We've talked about it. Um, you know, some people want to see Gorman come down to see the rest of the valley come up, and I, I just don't believe in something like that. I, mm-hmm. I like something like Gorman bringing the rest of the valley up. Um, and yeah, I, I never, think I never thought about it as, that way. As, as, as much as the gap still exists between mm-hmm. Liberty and Gorman, it's closing, or at least Liberty's doing the things that they need to do to build a program. Um, I, I always Liberty making a crosstown robbery out of it. Yeah, at least that's that's what we want. And I still at bring least. it back to, and, and I know some people aren't going to agree with this, and some people also may just call me a Gorman fan since I work with them and you know work for them a lot. I get that call. Uh, I get why is it beer orange? orange. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> but. One of the things I, I equate it to is I'm a small video guy in town, and there's you know giant video production companies in town that I may go up and compete against, and I know budget-wise I'll never compete with them. I'll, I'll never have the equipment. I'm not going to – honestly, I don't, I don't even have the experience that they'll have. But it's not going to stop me from continuing to work to get as good as I can do to see how I compete against them. And so – I always look at Gorman as a life lesson because it's not just in video industry. I'm sure it's in every industry across the board. You're going to deal with the big guys and the little guys, and, and how do you compete with those big guys if you're not, right? And you, It's just you've got to figure it out. And, as, again, as opposed to what we might have seen last year with the realignment you know, trials, I guess you can call it, 
um, trying to kind of bring it down, I think I'd rather see everybody bring up mm-hmm. a la faith, a la liberty, uh, even DP jumping up, mm-hmm. you know, in divisions. And, Let's see more of that. And I know we talked about this before because I know I know we, we, we have agreed to disagree, but honestly, the, the original plan they had for the 5A, if it wasn't for my loud talking suggestion of a 10-team 5A, was actually going to really help Gorman because it would have created – a stronger league schedule, and it would still allow three or four non-league games against national opponents. So what, what the NNA would have voted on would have been a 12-team 5A, which would have really helped Faith and Liberty and Gorman continue that ability and also not have to play the teams that they're, they're blowing out by 60 and 70 that actually hurts their strength of schedule. But on the flip side, it would also help continue that dynamic of – uh, of of the national titles, I, I know we just agree to disagree on that one. I, I still I like I I think and I've I've talked with a lot of coaches in town that have said if Gorman won independent and won a national title every single year, we'd root for them and we'd be happy for them because they're succeeding is just when when it's against the have-nots. And I know life life is about a lot of the same. I just for me sometimes I feel like that amateur athletics is at a, at a high school level should still somewhat be more about fairness with with obviously real life lessons because life ain't fair anthony and i've talked about this a million times mm-hmm. you, you get out into the real world and it's not about equity everybody everybody is said bishop gorman life is bishop gorman <laughs> it's not fair it's gonna kick you in the mouth every time you step up to it yeah but then i also think that there's there's ways we can teach those lessons while Bring in more equity because I mean, not yeah, to get I'm too just, much into this old stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that I feel, yeah, you know, me socially, no, politically, I'm just saying the equity needs to be there. The, the realism right now, what's actually going on is hey, that's like I look at it like that. Life is not gonna be fair, yeah. And, and I know some people have said uh, up north, several people I talked to, and, and several people commented in the week leading up to this, hey, what if both Gorman and Minogue win? You're gonna have two out of the three private schools that are in the 4A in the state championship, so that's you know, it's a 66% success rate for the privates for me I, I always go back to we're in a unique situation where you got the two large metropolitan areas divided by 400 plus miles and almost nothing in between in terms of large schools it's impossible to have three private schools play in a private league where there's only three of you and two of you are down south and the other one is 400 miles north it's just there's not there's not enough for a private league but i just feel with gorman's ambition and to their credit the program that they've built the success that they've had, they can succeed at a national schedule going independent. But that's for another day. We'll talk about that another time, I guess. Yeah, it also, you know, it, it begs the question of larger question with football as well, right? We talked about this the other day too. Numbers are down in football participation. So there's also going to be kind of a, a come to Jesus as far as what do we do with the overall health of the sport? And, mm-hmm. and my idea is I think you should do more unified programs. Yeah, uh, now we uh, talked about that. Sierra Vista yep. and Desert Oasis, uh, uh, Spring Valley and um, – Who's, who's over there? Durango? Durango's right uh, there. Or Sunrise Mountain so could, could do that with Eldorado. Uh, you know, hopefully something like the 702 uh, high, school, high School Football Chats, something like that, that gets more good coaches in the area as well that, you know, builds better programs too. You know, we talked about, you know, some of the schools in the area that are very large schools. We won't name them, but there's mm-hmm. some giant schools as far as enrollment that can't field three teams. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's unheard of in certain states that are football, you know, crazy. And you're, you're talking about smaller schools that can mm-hmm. put out – better numbers than what some of these bigger schools are so you know overall we need to kind of figure out like what do we want football and where do we want it to go in the valley and really in general and i'll tell you the 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 fielding a good team that's something that's affected both privates and publics and both 
Publix in affluent neighborhoods and Publix in, in not such good neighborhoods, both in North and the South. One conversation I had up North this weekend was one of the better programs up there that in the last few years hasn't been able to field the freshman team, has folded their freshman team into their JV team because they don't have the numbers. And I think that's definitely something that's going to have to be addressed. One of the other issues we're having down here that I think will be, I don't want to say a concern, but it's going to be something that they'll have to address is the more charters we're getting, you know, Slam Academies, it just started their football program. They're going to be doing everything they can do for their student-athletes, rightfully so. But you're going to start getting some players. There's going to be more options for them. And obviously, we've talked about this, whether you have a student, uh, like my daughter, we, we're looking at every magnet junior high school that we can. She is, she's a student-athlete in the sense that she plays volleyball, basketball, and she's a cheerleader. She's not a D1 prospect, <laughs> but we're, we're – we're looking at all options for school. So on the same token, parents of student-athletes that have any kind of potential are doing the same thing. They're looking at what are my kids' options? What are the options in this town, both academically and athletically? Because like we talked about this before, the value of a college education is so high because it's so unattainable for so many families that, yeah, they make sacrifices in high school. And I know some coaches hate the fact that players transfer, players this. You're not paying their tuition. You got some kids in a situation, and I've talked about this before. My parents didn't have an option of getting a school loan. They didn't have the credit to do that. It wasn't even like a, a, a possibility. It was, okay, you get the millennium, you get whatever you can, or you're not going to college. That, that That's just how it is. So I, I think it's bigger than just football. But going back to the you know, joining teams, I, I think of Sunrise Mountain, El Dorado, and the Northeast is a perfect example of that. Both schools have had some success for what, what they would consider success. And a lot of teams, oh, man, El Dorado doesn't win a lot of games. But you know what? They get kids eligible. They get kids graduated. They get them in, in some, uh, you know, uh, Division two schools. And that's great. And, and I think in the near future, some of these schools that do, even though they have 3,000 enrollment, aren't going to be able to field a varsity team that has more than 30 guys on the roster. And that's, that's an issue. And I know this week there was a lot of conversation, especially with the North, about uh, enrollment and numbers, and it, it does, it's not as simple as a number. If, if you if you did divided divisions just by enrollment, Faith and, and Gorman would be in the 4A, and there would be 15 schools in the 5A. It's not just about numbers, and you have to look at some of these schools that have ridiculous numbers, but very, 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 if any, success at any athletics. So that, that'll be some food for thought. Hey, going back to the Gorman Liberty I was going to say, are we going to get back to the Gorman highlights? <laughs> we, we literally haven't talked about Gorman all year. Oh, we talked about Gorman. De La Salle. We talked about Gorman after Modern Day, after De La Salle. De La Salle was the last game. That we talked about him? That we covered him. I guess. You've been in more Gorman games than I That was the last game I've been to. Last game I was at was Modern Day. What would you guys like to know? I have been to every state. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing else to talk about. Let's go back to the Liberty game. Freshman JV game. All right, so the Liberty game. Liberty came out fired up, focused. Something I've never seen. Oh, yeah, when the bagpipes. I, 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 seen my, seen I, I, I called Ben. I said, Ben, I think they're coming out with the bagpipes. Ben took off. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what just happened there. I literally walked in, and 10 seconds later, the bagpipes were walking towards me. Oh, so it's perfect time, man. You didn't told, know? Nobody told me. I, had oh, no I, was just, nobody told me. I was just mentioning it to you casually. He got, how do you get that perfect shot? Uh, I got in there. Hey, you can't miss it, right? <laughs> he literally took off. So, anyways, the bagpipes, I thought that was cool. I've never seen that, nothing like you get that. the bagpipes on one side, the hawk on yeah. the other. I mean, it, it, as far as high school atmosphere is going, it was, programs, it was great. It, 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 came it was out, great. Like said, fired up. And I was literally, was you stuck in the middle of 250? Yes. I almost got, I was like, please don't no, fight. No, sorry. No, I was actually walking back up from the 20, and then so I walked towards it and got the back end. Oh, I was, so in the, in I was on the 50, and I didn't realize how many players was on each team. 
So they both was trying to do their jumping jacks on the 50. Back <laughs> see each other. I'm like, uh-oh. And then that's when they start uh, going off at the mouth. And like I said, Liberty was focused. I, I never seen Gorman just was locked in, man. They were, it was, they were locked in. And honestly, I thought, I'm like, man, they don't look fired up at all. But it was just like, we've been here before. They wanted to stay calm. Yeah, we've been here before. Well, we, this, we talked about it after the after the Centennial game, and we said this this Gorman class is going to have to decide what they want to define their legacy as. Mm-hmm. Obviously, after the loss to Centennial and Modern Day, a national championship wasn't, wasn't something that was going to be. So it was really up to them as, and we talked about it, say, hey, there's blood in the water. It is, is it going to be showing them, okay, no, we're not national champs, but... You're not touching us, and, and we're still going to dominate the season. We're yeah, still going to win state. Ba- basically, what they showed them is we, we're still big brother. Mm-hmm. They did. And, and I hate to say it. I mean, it was a seven-time choke. Uh, do you think it's a choke, or do you think they just – they no, because Gorman I, was the better I, team? No, I was going I was gonna kill Gorman the same way, so I'm going to kill Liberty. I'm going to keep the same energy. <laughs> you got a seven-time choke artist. You choke? <laughs> That's- I was going to say this. I was going to kill Gorman, so I got to kill Liberty. I got to be fair. This is a fair. Uh, that y'all know who I am. Matter of fact, you guys told me but, I know you're gonna kill me tomorrow. Hold up, but it wasn't their game to lose. Yeah, they were the underdog. I understand. I said what I was gonna they, say. They and lost I, to a better team. And I said what I said. So they're seven-time choke artists. Oh my get God. it done. I don't want to hear closing the gap. Morocco. You guys got to get it done. <laughs> y'all know. My, y'all know who I am. Y'all know <laughs> what I was gonna do. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for the BS. But not. Nah, but you and. No, no disrespect to, to Liberty because you guys know I got much love for all you guys over there. I'm probably closer to that staff than any. I'm more of a fan of Gorman, but I'm closer to the Liberty staff than any. You're a fan of Gorman? Whatever. No way. Yeah, I'm, no way. Yeah, but but uh, you you know I, I wish for the best, you guys. But Gorman was locked in, man. Uh, the speed of Micah was just Gorman just had more athletes. Well, they, they went up quick, right? It was fourteen nothing. Fourteen nothing ASAP. Micah, Micah's that's not fair, man. Throw the ball. How are you just gonna run? <laughs> Yeah, I think, one of the things, I think one of the things that's opened up his running game is his passing in the last yeah. five games, he's right? A, I mean, he's a threat he's, now. He had the one game he was 10 for 10, then he was, mm-hmm. what, 10 for 16? Yeah. And it's not just, you know, five-yard passes, although some of his five-yard passes do go for 60. You know, yeah, Rome had a few that he and, just... Um, and then I've seen him actually double a couple of guys. But what you notice from that is then and you also have Ahmad and you know, like, uh, Ragsdale actually, you know, running mm-hmm. well. It opens up everything else for yeah. you know, how do you cover Micah at that point, right? You have to still mm-hmm. cover downfield. You have to cover the running backs and, and you know deal with the fans. And, and then just, he pulls the ball, and it's just uh, like you I said, don't even think Liberty had a spy fast enough to cover him. Besides Cervantes, and he was he had his work cut off for him dealing with Rome. He literally was man in Rome all night. I like I say, I just feel like Gorman out athletic them and out athletes, and Gorman just way faster than Liberty, and Steve. that's. That's one thing Liberty's going to have to get athletes over there. They don't have the athletes. Speak, speaking of the, the passing game, I saw Ahmad Cianelli had actually 79 yards receiving. Oh, yeah. He had more yeah, yeah. receiving yards Ahmad than he was, had rushing. Hey, Ahmad, he was a little faster than I thought. I thought you were slow, slow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? That sounds even worse. That's hey, a- I thought he was slow, slow. I was like, man, he took off on that screen. I was like, man, he's, he's gone? Uh, so I was like, man, that's a, yeah, he surprised me. I'm not even going to lie. Shout yeah, out to my man, Blaze. Blaze is good for one. Well, how, do, how do you explain? How do you explain Blaze? High point, sideline, tiptoe, touchdown, a game. He done it against everybody. Contested high points especially. It's like, man. And I remember somebody called. He was like, go to Blaze. He's due for one. And that's what Blaze does. Man, well, that what, can you? I know, I know you're keeping mm-hmm. it real. Can you give me some... 
positives from, from liberty. liberty. Lib- oh, did. okay. I get positive. Sorry, I killed Liberty. You know how I am. <laughs> One thing about Liberty, uh, you guys went down twenty eight nothing. I started. We got a group text, and I said it's about to get ugly. I think I even tweeted it. You know, but I, I really thought it was about to get ugly. Ugly. You guys kept fighting, so I, I give you props. You guys did not go down. You guys kept swinging. Never gave up. Freaking uh, Zyrus was taking hits. He was delivering hits. The offensive lines, man. Shout out to Liberty Offensive Line. Shout out to Troy, Brandon. You guys was monsters. Brandon's fun to watch. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Brandon's uh, big. Of right? all the offensive linemen I've watched this season, he's been one of my favorites. Because he, he literally, you watch him, he is having a good time. Hey, Brandon, when he gets contact. Brand, he like Brand, Brandon's big. Brandon's yeah. big, big. Like, yeah. he big. Like, he's big, big. I didn't realize how big he he's was. He's a big boy. I was like, when he was one of the guys yapping, I was just like, oh, he mad. Let me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't control that guy, but yeah, there. Liberty, Liberty never gave up. Uh, guys just kept fighting, man, kept fighting. You know that that's Coach Morocco. That's a Coach Morocco. Uh, Gorman's trying to nail the ball. Coach Morocco started calling timeouts in one to one minute. That's Coach hey, Morocco man. for you. Never giving up. If you ain't trying, yeah, never, never giving up. So then you got Kenny. He he, he started running it. Then went for it on fourth down, fake punt. Like what? Ten seconds left in the game. Yeah, that's just the like, runtime. I was like, this guy here is wild. Wait a second. <laughs> he he threw the ball with ten seconds left. No, he, he, he did all right. Oh, okay. They just didn't punt it. They lined up in punt formation and then ended up running a fade man. just up the middle just to run the timeout. Um, Anthony, you're definitely one of the three reasons I listen to this show every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but obviously, I have to disagree with it being a choke job. Uh, you know, yeah. for it to be a choke job, you have to be favored, right? You yeah. have to be expected to win. Um, as much as people wanted this to be a closer game, I don't think anybody expected it. You know, expected mm-hmm. a Liberty win. I think some people were hoping for. Most people were hoping for a competitive game. But like you said, the biggest thing that I took away from that game is the lack of quit. Right, mm-hmm. they, they that, kept that, coming, that was impressive. And that's, that's a huge thing to get over these humps, right? To be competitive with a program like Gorman is learning how to not quit in those situations, so that you can compete, and then you can take that next step. Um, there's there's a lot of programs that still play, whether it's a Bishop Gorman in football or you know a Centennial is it Centennial girls basketball? Oh yeah, man, they're they're unreal. You have to get over that hump of of not being afraid and not giving up. You know, yeah. going out there and continuing to compete. Um, and that's one thing Liberty definitely did. You know, there's the old saying, uh, it's not about the X's and O's, but about the Jimmys and Joes. Yeah. Gorman's got better Jimmys and Joes. Yeah, and that's, right? that's they, what they it's coming down that. to. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not taking anything away from Liberty, and I love I love the energy they came mm-hmm. at, at the game with. I love you know the competitive nature that they that they mm-hmm. approached the whole game with. Um, so again, it's great to see that, and it, I think that's again because of that Gorman raising the level and bringing the rest of the valley up, and hopefully more teams you know taking that approach. And, and no disrespect to Liberty, because it's kind of like uh, you have two kids. You love them. You love them both the same. The well, you know, I love my I love my first kid the most. You like your rich kid the most. I love, I love my rich kid the most. He got a poor kid. But, but got yeah, yeah. But uh, was gonna take care of you. But but, but <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, exactly. You know, it's facts. Facts over here, baby. You you want me to tell? Should I tell the story about my family? No. Oh, uh, I shouldn't. Okay. You could. All right. So no, uh, no, no. it's <laughs> up to you, man. It's All right. your family. All right. So everybody got an hour right. and a half to listen to the show. No, I can't say it because the word that really triggers it. No, I said. Don't say the word because then I got to hit it. Okay, I got you. So I'm the baby out of seven kids. God. So my, my, we got. I got. You know, I got two teachers. One guy. One guy's works. One of my brothers work on the oil rig. One is a security guy here, doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. Hey, he's doing better than pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's doing here. Yeah, he, he, he he's out here living a life. He got bottom money. Yeah. So and then and then we got one brother. 
off doing whatever he's doing in the streets. On he, how, how you want to say drugs? Drugs. Narcotics. <laughs> so and and the then my, you know my, my 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 dad's crazy. He said I had seven kids. I knew one was gonna f up. Oh man, that's so. <laughs> I know. Is there a my dad said my dad said you can't beat the odds. Is there is there a coach that's also a therapist that might come on the show next week? Because we Anthony, <laughs> Anthony just doesn't realize his dad was talking about him. <laughs> no, but they did tell me. I said, hey, watch this. I said, why y'all have so many kids? They said, if you want to be honest, you wasn't playing. Oh, ain't there, ain't there a punch in the gut? Anyway, Anthony, back to yeah. back to Liberty. <laughs> he wasn't playing. Listen, there's so, been a lot of miracles out there. A lot of miracles. So, uh, honestly, you know, I, I follow the Gorman program and everything because I just like what they did for the state of Nevada. Nobody respected the state of Nevada. What you say, 10, 20 years ago? 10, Nobody 10? respects Nevada today. Okay, yeah, we're back to that point. But, I mean, when you think of, you think of high school football, you think of Bishop Gorman. Uh, you think course, of Dallas yeah. Al, modern-day IMG, Bishop Gorman. So, we definitely got the respect. But and I like what Liberty's doing. They stepping up, competing, and proving that we're deep and we can. We got other players besides Bishop Gorman. So I like what Liberty doing. Faith Arborville. Yeah. All these teams that are going out of state and playing teams, and you guys talk about it every week. You know, challenging yeah. yourselves and taking yeah. that next step as a program. And again, that's what I think programs, and it's not just Gorman. It mm-hmm. is. It is Liberty. It is Faith. It is these other programs where now the other programs say, "Hey, we got We can't just sit back and not compete with Faith, not compete with Liberty, right? We have to mm-hmm. also compete with them as well. Not, not just with the programs, but I got to shout out Towie Walker at Centennial is another proof. He had a guy that even here locally, there were people we talked to, coaches and, and media folks that were like, "Yeah, he's good, but I don't know if he's he's yeah. good, good." Towie's over killing it in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Tawi ran for what two touchdowns I, 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 against Oh no, who said that? When I seen Tawi, I knew he was. A yeah, dude. and he's real, and, and that's a that was a three A kid in Mojave that was not a team that was respected. And a terrible locally. offense, yeah. Yeah, filming that. Why filming that got, got kick him out of down? Terrible wing, offense. Direct, direct snap, single wing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bunch of BS. That's they, what it was. Well, because yeah, essentially they didn't have a quarterback for yeah. Tawi's yeah. entire junior year. Yeah, I filmed the state championship, and I'm pretty sure it was, you know, single wing, straight, you know, direct snap. I remember seeing him, you know, I filmed that game, and Tawi just, he stood out because he was doing yeah, it all on you, both sides You can see it, yeah. Yep, and then going down and filming him against Gorman, he was, yeah, he stepped up. He's actually playing more defense for Centennial, but it's interesting. Every time he goes on the offensive side of the ball, he makes an impact, so it's interesting and, that he doesn't play more. And, and let's wrap up this Liberty-Gorman game, but uh, <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to my guys at Liberty. I mean, 20, 21 yeah, minutes later. Yeah, exactly. We're wrapping it up now, though. 20, 20. Well, we got two games to cover. Yeah, but we got interviews with three people to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a. This is the last. It's gonna be a two-hour show. Yeah, let's go. Let's keep it going. Lord. So, sh- shout out to my guys over at Liberty. Uh, you know, I, I've been hyped for you guys to win, just like I was hyped for Gorman to win. I literally was gonna have a party at my house for the Liberty coaches. I would have got in trouble, but I was gonna text her and tell her bye. <laughs> I can't say what to buy, but I was gonna tell her to buy stuff. We was gonna have a party. I mean, you know, me and I got a good relationship with those guys. Just like a you good can, relationship. We can still have a party. We can go the guy, Bishop Gorman. Nope, we're not. We're not. We're not celebrating losing. We can go. Oh my! We don't celebrate winners right. around here. All right, so Shout before out to we, Floyd Mayweather. But, no, I'm, I, I I would like to retract the shout out to Floyd. We give shout outs to everybody. We I'm, give, this I'm is retracting this the, is the Floyd Mayweather shout. He's not sponsor. Hell no. I okay, would, hey man, I would, what's your language? I would not take that man's money if he bought us a podcast hey, room Floyd, 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 and professional hey, equipment. Hey Floyd, give me some money. I got you. <laughs> hey, next is gonna be Ant's podcast <laughs> sponsored by the Money Team. Anyway, no. so we're gonna talk about a Bishop Hogan Arbor review. First, I'm gonna play two interviews. Uh, talk with uh, Michael Reeves. 
uh, Battleborn preps about the game and also uh, interviewed Coach Howron after the game. Unfortunately, uh, about 90% of the interview with Coach Howron was cut short uh, due to a technical issue. But I'm going to play just a, a little bit of what he said and then we'll discuss it. So hang tight and we'll be right back. Yeah, what, what, what do you have to say? That was a huge victory, a uh, really good physical Arbor team. Oh, buddy. You guys took it. You know, when you win a game like that against an opponent like Arbor View, I mean, we have great respect for what they do. They run the football. They are physical on both sides of the football, and they got dudes. Do a great job as a coaching staff, so to come away with a victory against them, that means a lot. I, I know it's hard to digest right now and just end yeah. it, but... Uh, looking back at that first half. I mean, really, we did great the first half. I mean, our, we went up and down the uh, field. Turnovers killed us. I mean, we ran a play, and our center gets illegally cut 40 yards down the field and blows his ankle out, and we fumble the next two snaps. And so, I mean, what can you do? I mean, it's not like their defensive kid did it on purpose, but it was an illegal play. And put another center in there, and we had to fix it at halftime. Um, our kids played great. Their kids played great. I mean, it was a fun game. So. Coach, with the injuries, obviously losing your center, and then yeah. with J2 and A being out, you guys have always had this yeah. next guy up mentality, yep. and you've been a well-old machine. Yep. Um, and we did. What about the guys that did step up? Because oh, you did have did. several guys I mean, that we came came, I mean, we battled all the way to the end. I mean, we battled down to our last drive, really. I mean, we would have had a score and have a two-point conversion, which is not an easy task in the last two and a half minutes. But for anybody, double wing or not, doesn't matter. Um, but our kids battled. Um, JJ was out. I mean, he got hurt the last play of the first half last week. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens to him. We were hoping to get past this one and he'd be able to come back next week, but unfortunately it didn't work out that way. Logan hard. had a couple of passing touchdowns. Yep. Uh, that obviously was nice. You guys started the very first play of the, yep. uh, of the game. Well, we kind of had a feeling they'd load the box. Mm -hmm. So you know what? We just see if we can run somebody right by him, and we did. Um, and then just kind of did our thing. So, But I give them a lot of credit. They made some good adjustments. Um, but we adjusted, like I always say, you got it's a chess match. And you got to adjust to the adjustments, and and we were both on both sides trying to do that. Defensively, Billy Davis was seeming to take the, the defense into to his yeah. own hands and trying to drive uh, thoughts on his season. And well, I mean, Billy, I think this week in particular when J.J. did go down, Billy knew that he had to step up. I mean, Ricky Childs was at the end all year, and we stood him up and let him play kind of just where we joggled some people around. Um, Billy's, Billy's Billy. I mean, there's some guys. There's a lot of guys. I'm going to miss them all. I mean, Billy... Had a fantastic senior season. I'm excited to watch him play on Saturdays next year because he's going to be playing. Yeah, he is. And we are talking with Michael Reeves of Battleborn Preps once again. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, you know, could, could be better, could be worse, but, you know, I'd say we enjoyed a pretty good state semifinal yesterday. It, it definitely was, and uh, it was nice to see some boys from the South travel up here. And, uh, you know, it was a really good football game. Um, I mean, Peyton Dixon did what everybody kind of expected, but Drew Scaleri staying very composed. Coach Halloran was excited about his whole staff, and then somebody we knew about up here in the north, uh, not a lot of people knew about down south, uh, Dontel Jackson playing corner got two picks yesterday. And, number, uh, number 21, right? Was just, it, it was a good, good game from the Oaks. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was impressive, and I'll tell you what, um, I really enjoy the game for for a number of reasons. Obviously, I, I really wanted to see Coach Barnson and Arborview pull out the win, but I enjoyed it. it was such a close game. And after I talked after the game, I talked with Anthony and Coach Ray and kind of you know discussing how it went, what happened at each of the games. And they asked me about the Demani, uh, <laughs> not Demani's quarterback, Minogue's quarterback. You know, I said, "Hey, is he good?" I said, "He's he's good. He made some throws that were the really sharp throws." 
Uh, but what impressed me the most was, and you said it, his composure. I mean, he was getting pressured. He didn't get rattled for a young quarterback. You, you figure pressure from a pretty physical defense like Arbor Views would have maybe gotten to his head or, or kind of gotten him out of rhythm, but it, 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 didn't, it didn't do so. And I was impressed by that. And, of course, Peyton with his I – mean, he just – I mean, he was everything that was advertised and then some. That was just a good game, man. That was just a fun state semifinal between two, you know, really good Nevada teams. Um, that just you know went out there and competed, and it could have been anybody's game. Really, right up to those last uh, last minute and a half, it, it could have gone either way. You know, Arborview was making their comeback, and a couple things go right for them. We might have a tie game and head into overtime, and you know, Minogue pulled it out. But it was great to see a game that was just competitive. You and I actually were standing at the north, actually at the south end zone, and uh, before the game, what what were we talking about? We were talking about the kickers <laughs> of all things. We they were. were booting it from far and. Not something we see normally here in northern Nevada. And what was one of the biggest plays of the whole game? That missed extra point. Yep. While uh, while Arborview was going into the wind, Minogue made a longer extra point, but they were they had the wind helping them. Yep, at their backs. Um, but but up up here in the north, outside of outside of the wind and the sun going down, it wasn't too bad of a game. No, it, it, the wind definitely picked up, and, and you're right with Arbor's kicker, uh, Easton Jones. He's and we talked about it right before the game. I said he can he can kick it from close to 50 yards, so it, it might be a factor. And they got that penalty before that extra point and, and moved him back, and it was just wide. I mean, it was definitely high enough. It was definitely long enough. It was just it just went wide, but essentially that put Arbor in a position that they would have had a score, go for two, and get it just a tie. And essentially it ended up not, not being something they needed to do or something that they, they were able to do, but it definitely put that extra sort of weight where, hey, not only do you have to score, you got to score and get a two-point. Like you guys do every week, you gotta give you got to give credit to where credit is due. And Hausner and Graham are two stud running backs. And, and I love it. Everybody here in the north and everybody in the south, what are we talking about this whole week? We're saying Arborview – threw the ball barely the last game and hasn't thrown a ton at all this year. What's the first play of the game? Bollinger <laughs> rolls out to the right side and throws it, I think it was for 35, almost 50 yards. Yeah, it was somewhere around 40 yards, and, and that's exactly it. You know, it, it was <laughs> – what, what would you not expect them to do? And they did – that's the kind of thing you have to do in a state semifinal to, you know, catch somebody off guard. And, you know, I was looking at the stats, and between uh, Drew and uh, Logan, their stats were really similar in regards to having um, – uh, yards was almost identical. I think it was 131 yards and 132 yards, and they were both about 63, 66 percent. Um, so that was that was kind of unique, especially coming from Arborview. I thought Logan made some some really good throws that weren't expected. I mean, he's got a good arm on him. Obviously, he doesn't throw as, as often as a lot of other quarterbacks get to throw. And then uh, credit to uh, the cornerbacks and and uh, Bishop and Oak, man, they made plays and got those interceptions that really put Arbor in an ugly position. Uh, and obviously, in Arborview had some issues first half, particularly with with ball control. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their starting center, and after their starting center went out, the very next two plays they fumbled it. They recovered the first one, and the, the next play after that they fumbled it. But Minogue fell on it, and that I think definitely changed the the tone of the game. And with it, with an offense like offense, excuse me, like Arborview is the, probably the most important piece of that offense is is your center. And uh, and that really really hurt Arborview, but I mean I was I was thoroughly impressed by Minogue. They kept their composure. I mean you go down by 14 against this team from the south that's got this heralded defense, and and you know you were the underdog from the north, and you upset you know Damani to get here, and uh, you know a lot of teams, a lot of young teams especially who haven't been there before, haven't been in that state semifinal might might fold. And I think 
um, talking to a couple of the Minogue players after the game, one of the things they said is they had a lot of confidence, and obviously Coach Howard and his staff, they've, they've been here before. Maybe the players haven't been in that position before, but the coaches have, and they had faith that they knew that you know what to do, the, the, the calls to make, and the positions to put them in, and it was just uh, it was impressive. And I, I, my heart broke for Arborview. I've watched those guys all season. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Coach Barnson and, and what they do. They do things right, and I really wanted to see them win, but it was just it was refreshing to see a really good competitive game between two teams that left it all out there. The thing is, you can appreciate this. A lot of your listeners can appreciate this, and I definitely know Coach Ray and Anthony can definitely appreciate this. How many times have you been up here? Have we been down there? Have we seen the South team go up 7-zip, 14-zip, 21-7, 21-zip? And and the Northern teams do get shell-shocked. They, they, they just they, – they don't know what to do because, obviously, as Ernie Howard I've seen said in multiple interviews, he said, you're down 14-zip to a South school. You know, your confidence is definitely down and. I'm not saying you're thinking you're out of the game by any means, but you, you don't feel as optimistic as you did as the start of the game. So the biggest thing is Coach Halloran's been coaching in Northern Nevada for over 20 years. Guy brought his entire staff from Reed over to Minot, kept the consistency. I mean, just a couple of years ago, actually a few years ago, we were just talking about Coach Halloran breaking the record for most cons- most continuous regional titles. He was at five times. And we know he would have gotten the sixth if it wasn't for Demonte Ranch or Kate McNamara. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Coach Howard said it perfectly. They came in. They stayed composed. The greatest thing about Peyton Dixon, which I got an interview that we're looking at posting soon. The greatest thing about Peyton Dixon is he's never out of a game. Dontel Jackson played phenomenal at corner. And the he thing did. was, everybody did their job on the Minogue sideline. They didn't get down on themselves. The defense, I... As somebody from the north, I got to give the defense a lot of kudos because we have seen, and this isn't a sly at Minogue by any means, but we have seen games where they can really step up, like I think they did against Arborview, and stopped and stuffed and played the run and passed exceptionally. And we've seen some games where they can let some some routes get by them. You know, I really got to commend Dontel. He he saw Bollinger passing and. You know, I think he was really excited when those opportunities came up because with some wind helping and with his terrific ability, uh, he really did uh, give it his all and got some of those catches. And just big thing is you got to look at everybody in that game. Uh, Josh Malafu, uh, Vatikani, another tackle. Mm -hmm. You're looking at Joey Wright. You're looking at an offensive line that three years ago people were like, I don't know how they're going to do, but they grew up. They got a lot of height, a lot of weight behind them, and they played sound of fundamental football. And when you have your whole staff come from Reed to Bishop Minogue and Ernie Howron, a lot of coaches come into programs and they go all raw, raw. We're going to be the best. We can do it. Follow my system and believe in me and we'll make it to the top. Well, Ernie Howron didn't just do it with Reed. He did it with Bishop Minogue, and he's, he's potentially – and, and I know this is a big if, but he is potentially 48 minutes away from a state championship. And obviously Bishop Mino, or Bishop Gorman is a power all in its own. And I don't care if people say they're in a down year. They still got this guy named Kenny Sanchez. Ernie knows that. He knows he's got a big task ahead of him for this week. But I'm, I'm excited. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? There's a couple things on, on what you said. For, so first, we got to interview Peyton after the game, and he was as polite and as well-spoken of a, of a student-athlete as I have ever spoken to. But the uh, the wind, I'm, <laughs> I must have had my mic pointing directly into the wind because you couldn't hear anything he said. So unfortunately, we weren't able to use that in this episode. But going back to a couple things, A, I, I think the difference maker, Co- Coach Barnson has been coaching at the high school level, I believe, 27 years. He is, in my opinion, one of the very best coaches ever to co- coach down here in the South, and he's certainly one of the best coaches uh, today. And he had a lot of experience. His staff had a lot of experience, and, and they there were dealt some blows, you know, losing that center, uh, not having J2A, their stud linebacker, but all credit to Billy Davis. He de- definitely stepped up and did everything he could. But Coach Howard's staff, they're having been there numerous times with Reed, I think was something that is can't be undercredited. I mean, it was... You, you put most coaching staffs in that situation down for team state semifinal that maybe some people said, hey, you know, you really shouldn't be in there. Demonic could have beat you nine out of ten times, but, hey, they got it done, and they're there. And I think their, their players, like I said, had faith in them, and, and their experience or knowledge from, from the previous games was there. And going back to your comment, you made a comment about the North. You know, if you go down 14 to the South, and I've had this argument with – with Anthony probably more often than he would like to. <laughs> we, we joke that he's not allowed to talk. Me and him aren't allowed to talk about it anymore because we just don't agree. But, you know, going back to the, the North versus South, one of the things I have to look back at, all those times that Minogue, or I'm sorry, not Minogue, that Reed got down to a South team by 14, that was, that was Gorman. <laughs> Everybody in the state got down by 20, 21, and there was no coming back. So I think, you know, one of the arguments that I've made and uh, on Twitter this week, there was a lot of back and forth about, oh, realignment and this and that. And I said, look... <laughs> There's one team that nobody in the state has been able to compete with, and there's some coaches that think, hey, you just got to buckle up and, pl- and do your best and try to be Gorman. But essentially doing the math, in the last 107 in-state games, there's been one game that was legitimately close. You could argue if you stretch it to three games, but I'm saying three games and 107 isn't, isn't really something that we could say, oh, yeah, that's, that's competitive. And, and, and you're not talking about, like, you know, middle-of-the-hill teams. You're talking about the absolute second best team in the state some years whether it be liberty or reed or arbor view and and not even getting close to touching them so to me for the argument that i've made is look if you look at the non-gorman south against the north if you want to look at competitiveness in football now you're talking back to 2008 the non-gorman south against the north champion in the state semifinal is one and four you've got mcqueen reed and excuse me, three, uh, no, one, two. So you got McQueen beat uh, Liberty in 2010, then Reed beat Liberty, Liberty beat the Monty, and then now uh, Arborview lost to Minogue. So you're talking the, the non Gorman South against the North is one in three in, in the last <laughs> 10 years. And to me, that just shows that there is really good competitive football at the top of, you know, the best from the North and the best from the South, other than Gorman. They're very close and they can compete with each other. Gorman is just that anomaly, they are the exception that nobody is touching. So without going too much into that, we uh, credit, to, credit to Coach Howard, credit to, to Peyton Dixon, credit to everybody on that Minogue program. That was uh, They didn't just beat a good team. They beat a really good Arborview team. They beat a team that was just dominated teams this year physically. Uh, their defense you know, won several games for them, including the last couple of weeks, and it just didn't happen this week. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens next week, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again next season, and I'll definitely call you after uh, next week's final and, and, uh, and chat about how it goes. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. Uh, just a few more things. I know we are time-pressed. I'm just super excited. You guys are doing great down there, by the way. You know, Coach Barson, Morocco, 
Coach Sanchez. They, they, they truly do have an awesome ability to have their kids and all the schools down there get shout outs, get the opportunities from you guys. Super excited that um, you guys do your podcast. It's amazing. And, uh, Appreciate that, man. You know, I, I heard you guys' podcast last week. And if I, I, I'm not discrediting what Coach, uh, Coach Ray and Anthony or you said, but I, I'm taking Coach Halloran up here. He, he's not <laughs> only proved himself with one program, he's proved himself with two programs now. Talk about this being the Battle of the Bishops. I, uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, thing is, Damani could have been there. Uh, Liberty could have been there. Desert Desert Oasis or or Desert Pines rather could have been there. You know, I don't believe this Battle of the Bishops is a, as big of a mess as some people say. What are we going to make these schools travel and uh, compete with Arizona, California, Texas teams? Like it's just not financially feasible to put them in their own league. So, you know, it's just a big thing. But whether it be Wooster, Reno, and McQueen from the 70s through 90s, or whether it be the Reed Raiders of the early 2000s, or whether it be the Damani slash Minogue era. Uh, I, I love Northern Nevada football, and even though my Wolfpack got the loss, I still say go pack. And uh, I wasn't going to bring that up, just for the record. Guys. You, you guys have a great day, and uh, say hi to Anthony and Coach Ray for me. I will, man, and we appreciate you. And just a side note, last week I said I would pick Howron if I had to start a, a football program down here. I said I, I would pick Howron over uh, Morocco, Kenny, or Barnton. No no disrespect to I know you got a lot of grief from the guys. <laughs> Trust me, I got it all week. But, you know, they're all great coaches, and I have a lot of respect for, for, for them. And uh, looking forward to next week. And, and definitely, you know what, next year I guarantee you uh, preseason we'll have you back on, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, thoughts uh, in regards to the public-private and the uh, – realignment so we'll we'll talk uh, beginning the next season and uh, and discuss those yeah you guys have a great week i appreciate it, man have a good one and hats off to coach barnson man uh, i have so much respect for that guy and his staff uh, everybody over to our review you guys uh, did a hell of a job you made vegas proud i know we talked about this before and i'll say it again but it is not easy to go up there and win um, particularly against a team that's playing their best ball of the year. You know, Minogue definitely took their lumps earlier. DP went up there and gave them a reality check, and I think it, it definitely showed that they improved and that they prepared, uh, and they're playing their best football of the season right now. So shout-out to Arborview. Shout-out to DP. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, shout-out to DP, too, but shout-out to uh, Bishop Minogue. Co- couple notes. Shout-out from- to DP. They still, they still not happy. DP, you know. Yeah, I talked to him the other day. Now, I, don't, I know. I, I saw a couple people post. Yeah. About what? what ifs about, well, oh, yeah. it should have been. Yeah, they, like, they ain't no, letting no, no, it go. No. There's, a, there's a lot of what ifs. Hey, Coach Hill, you crazy. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, what if DP played Gorman in the finals? Yeah, they said they felt like they should have been playing Gorman. I, I, honestly, with so, all due respect to everybody, and I, I, and I think we had this conversation two weeks ago after the Foothill game. Mm-hmm. And I said, earlier in the season, I saw maybe a possibility that Gorman loses his year. I said, there's, uh, Gorman's running away with State. Gorman's run away with State. No disrespect to Liberty. No disrespect to Arbor or Minogue or Damani. Because, hell, we didn't even think Minogue was going to have a chance to be in it. We, we, we just assumed it was going to be Damani. But I'm be real. I never seen a point where Gorman was going to lose State. Oh, they even win State, Norm. We got to chill out. But. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is. But going back to that, that Arbor view Bishop Minogue game, uh, two biggest, I'll say three biggest factors that hurt Man. Arbor view. First, uh, JJ 2A being man. out. 
Um, he was warming up before the game. He was dressed. He tried. He was doing yeah, and and I, I was actually filming him warming up. And, and when he kind of stepped back and was like, "This, this isn't happening," and coach was like, "Hey man, we're gonna need you on the sideline. We're gonna need you, you know, pumping everybody up and and, and being as much of a part of it." He's gonna have a great future, that kid, and I hope he ends up at West Point. I know, I know that's the offer that that he was liking the most. But wherever he ends up, he's gonna be a successful human being and a successful football player. And I wish him the best. Arborview's got some class act guys. Uh, Bubba Graham, like mentioned earlier, he had uh, 210 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and 85 yards receiving. Oh dang, uh, he did numbers like that. Yeah, man, he he. Dang, he really did. Okay. I'll tell you what, Logan. He got intercepted twice, and I do want to give credit. Uh, Michael Reeves mentioned the, the cornerback for Bishop Minogue. He made some athletic plays to get both those interceptions. They weren't no. they weren't terrible throws. The, the the first pick, which was right before the end of the first half, so Arborview was up. I think it was like a minute and a half left. They line up. In my head, I'm like, please tell me it's a keeper. Please tell me this is – you're faking why, him out. Why, because he's not used to passing? Well, just, hey, it, it's one of those things that – yeah, you're not used to passing. And, and Logan's got an arm, but it was also huge stage, huge responsibility. Now, granted, that, the first pass of the game, the first play of the game was Logan to Bubba for like 40-yard pass. Got him. But after that, Minogue was like, they made adjustments. One thing I'll give I'll give Minogue so much credit for, they made adjustments. But yeah, I was like, please tell me this is going to be a keeper because you're not going to go try to go 60 yards passing the ball with a minute and a half left. And they had the lead, in my, in my opinion. And, again, I'm a dude in the room. And Coach Barnson has way more knowledge, and every coach on that staff has more knowledge and ability in one pinky than I do in my whole life as far as football goes. But I would have, I would have done that. Go into the half with the lead, run the ball. Mm-hmm. If you can get some yards, if you can get in field goal range, because you got a hell of a good kicker, go into the lead. Go, go into the half with the lead. As soon as as Mano got that pick, and then they drove and score and went into the the halftime twenty-one twenty instead of down. 20 to 14, it never came back. It never came back from there. But JJ 2A being out, losing that starting center with an injury changed everything and and the turnovers. I mean, two interceptions, they fumbled it several times where they, they actually, you know, fell on it, and there was a couple times where Mano got it, and that's just you, you can't win a game when you're coughing it up like that. And obviously every kid on um, on Arborview tried and, and you know we went up there with all respect to Minogue. I went up there hoping to see Arborview win. I know we had this discussion a million times, but Minogue just they they made the better adjustments. And I can't give Minogue's coaching staff enough credit, man. They've been there before. One of the things that Seth and I talked with Michael on that interview, several of the kids, including Peyton Dixon, mentioned is we've never been there as a team. We've never been at that level. But everybody on that staff had been to state, played Gorman several times were Northern champions when they were at Reed. So we trusted that the coaches knew what they were doing, and we knew when we were down 14 nothing in the first quarter that it was about to be it was about to be done. But All right, so I, I'm not a coach either, but I'll review, my man. you got to get at least 10 pass plays before the season starts. I always felt like you guys – because I always felt like – we always worried if you go down, what would happen? Because once you're running the ball, you're just wasting clock. So just get a couple pass plays in there. I mean, you know, we're proud of you. Guys had a good run. Obviously, that's not how we wanted the end, especially year for Coach. Uh, he got his 100th victory, correct, Vic? Yeah, Coach Bronson early this season. At, he's at 101 right now? Uh, Yeah, because – well, no, hold on. No, he's like 103. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. believe 103, yeah. That was earlier this year. Coach. And, 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 I, and I said it to Michael, and I, I do believe Coach Barnson is one of the best coaches that we've had down here in the South and, and what he's been able to do with that program. 
um, is impressive and oh, yeah. nothing but love Legend. Barber. There is one thing. There's a couple of things. Peyton Dixon is is for real. One of one of the things I mentioned to to everybody I talked to after the game that asked is I I saw Peyton's highlights and I, I saw him. This is a speed back, but particularly the second half of the game, he was running over people. He was not finesse. Mm-hmm. He was I'm lowering my head and I'm I'm taking this game by the and I'm and I'm running with it. So shout out to Peyton. Looking forward to seeing that next week. It's going to be a state championship. That's all I'm going to say. One thing I did want to mention, something that, that popped up on Twitter is Peyton was very respectful, very, very respectful, uh, gave credit to Arborview, but he made a comment that there was a player from Arbor that, that said a certain word that we don't like being said and that did some things uh, in the uh, scrum that shouldn't have been done. And uh, I, I understand that the Arborview coaches took care of that situation immediately upon learning hey, about it. You know how I feel about stuff like I, that. I, I know. And, and, <laughs> but I, I just I just want to give credit where it's due because there, there was two things. There, there was there was a play a penalty where a player on Arbor's side was losing his composure a little bit, and mm-hmm. it cost him a penalty in the second half. I think it was the fourth quarter that, that really they did not need and they really shouldn't have had. But 99.99% of that team kept their heads on and played their butts off and, and, and were class acts. So I, I just want to commend Arborview's coaching staff for handling that situation appropriately and immediately because that doesn't represent what Arborview football or what Arborview high school is about. So shout out for the coaches for taking care of that and, and shout out for everybody who was a class act. So What's, what's, what's Gorman's game plan to stop Peyton? Uh, we don't know, but we're about to call Coach Ray and find out. Let's call Coach nine, Ray. Nine men in the box. Good luck running over to Gormans. All right, now we got Coach Ray on the phone. We can do these picks or this pick, I guess. Side note, I'm beating Anthony by one game. Mm-hmm. So I could purposely just do this and win, or I could go with my heart and pick Minogue. No, you you're, you're not really yeah, picking Minogue, are you? Hey, no, no, heck no. no. Hold on, wait a second. The dude that picked... Liberty to beat IMG and Liberty to beat Gorman is asking me if I'm picking Minogue. Come on, Coach Ray. I mean, I mean, I'm a homer. What do you expect? Yeah, we know why you picked Liberty. We don't know why you're picking Minogue. <laughs> well, that's because you guys weren't up there. Hey, one thing I forgot to mention earlier. I, I mentioned to uh, Ben and, and Ant when we were off the record, but Minogue's got two gigantic offensive tackles that I was like, good lord, where were they on the huddle? Because I don't recall seeing how massive they were. They were... Huge, absolutely huge. But Coach Ray, I don't think they're Brandon or Troy. They just big. They look like Brandon. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> I can tell you where they came from. They uh, they they borrowed them from UNR. That's why they. Uh, that's why you know you know beat them. You, we are here. You may hate me after you hear the episode. Yeah, man. You my boy, man. You my boy, Blue. It, it went off on Liberty. <laughs> Did he? What do you say? <laughs> Terrible things. Oh, I, I called him all type of stuff. Choke artists. Seven Everything. time choke Seven artists. time choke artist. Yeah, that's what I say. Hey, they defended them. We, I'm a fan. Hey, we deserve uh, we deserve every every bad thing until until we get over the hump. It is I, what it is. I don't think so. I think you guys don't baby him, Vic. Don't baby him, sister. Gotta earn it. No moral victories. I tried to give Coach Moral victory last year <laughs> against Centennial want it. He didn't want it. Corona. He said, "Yeah, thank that." So I, I never give him a moral victory ever again. Oh God. Yeah. No. No so more victories. Here we are, Coach Bishop Minogue, Bishop Gorman. Going to Holy War next okay. Saturday for the state championship. How do you see that game going down? After being on the sideline uh, for on Saturday, a few things impressed me. Micah Bowens is, is fast, man, <laughs> and and he's good. And I didn't expect him to run uh, run all over us like he did. And 
run that that read option and that that dive so well. And I, you know, our defense has been really stout all year, and uh, I know so I know Manoa's going to have trouble stopping that. And it's funny because they didn't really they didn't really beat us in the air. You know, they didn't really have to. If you say that's his one weakness is passing the ball well. They, they're so good up front, and they, they run that offense so well. I, I don't think they're going to have to pass. I, I see it being like 45 to, to 17 maybe. I, I mean, you talk about this running back like he's the second coming to Jesus. So 45-17, uh, Minot or Gorman? Gorman, of I'm course. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'll give him 17 because you say the running back's so good, but I don't. I don't see him much much better than that. He he, he was amazing, but again, obviously Zaris was an amazing running back, and Gorman's just too too multifaceted. They have too many weapons. I mean, when your quarterback's running for two hundred and ten yards in a you know in a game against Liberty, and, and that's not even throwing the ball, that's just rushing. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know how can you fight that? And 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 no disrespect to uh, Drew Scalari, quarterback for uh, Bishop Minogue. I mean, he had a great game this last week. Um, Two touchdowns, 131 yards on on six completions. But uh, Gorman is just something else offensively. I think Payton's going to get his his carries, and I think he's going to he's going to break out and he's going to get some respect from the South. But um, I am also picking Gorman, 45-22. That said, I think pretty much everybody in the state that's not wearing blue and orange will be rooting for Minogue to win. Even the people that hate the private schools, they're going to hope Minogue wins this one. But we'll, well see what happens Southern Saturday. Cal- Southern Nevada's rooting. I don't. For I don't. I don't I, well, hold on. Yeah. Liberty's rooting for Gorman. No, I'm pretty sure you made people hate Northern Nevada enough that a lot of people turn to Gorman's side when it comes. to I can't wait to side. edit this episode. I'm gonna edit what you just said out. Ain't nobody. No, what you I, said. I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Gorman. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty. You. It's not what you think. I'm it's, telling you right. We're running right with now, the South, man. man. Hate well, it going or it's, not. It's a South versus North. Yeah. One and two. I want Gorman to win every every game because I I know that when that day comes when we when we do get over the hump, I want him to be that, that great Gorman team. I don't want him to lose. Well, respect And how are you picking this game? Running clock on the road. Running clock. You tell me, coach. Well, is it running running clock or what? Or it depends on a coach. It, oh, it depends on the coach. coach. Oh, you're they talking de- if they allow they it. Decide. Oh, yeah. How? yeah. Running clock. Seventy-two. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. We're out of running clock. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't. You get. You don't know. You gotta pick a score. Okay, I'll stick with that. All right, seventy-two, twelve for Anthony. Ben, oh. Ben's gonna sit this pick out. Yeah, I really, honestly, I just haven't seen enough of Minogue, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't see a team, you know, jumping up divisions and then, you know, coming down from the north to beat Gorman. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I think Gorman got a good test. Uh, one of the Gorman coaches told me, I said, "How you guys gonna stop Peyton?" He was like, "You don't think we got good practice today?" Yeah, I got me right there. I didn't even think about look at it like that. Yeah, no, I mean it's right. I mean, look, Zyrus is great, and Liberty's got a big offensive line, so it's not like I just look between Liberty my, got the best offensive line in the state. Did, did we just give out our award? No, I'm not. Getting, they still not getting an offensive award because they they're not rushing enough. Vince, you lost it, Vince. I'm. <laughs> I'll tell you what I what I wish, man. I wish we had somebody to spell Zyrus, you know. I, yeah. I felt bad for the kid. He kind of left it all out there, and he touched the ball pretty much every single play in the first half, and it just wore on him, man. Getting hit, you know, those linebackers are strong. That defensive line strong. And, you know, I just wish – me and Anthony kind of talked about it. I wish we had somebody to give him a break for a, a few series and so he could be a little fresher. And I, I don't think that Minogue has 
that, and I think they're going to try to run Peyton and Peyton and Peyton. And yeah. once he gets to the third quarter, it's going to be hard, man. You can't you can't just pound a running back against Mitchell Gorman. No. Just, like, no. There's nobody that's built. James Cook came out here, and he couldn't do it. He's the number one running yeah. back in the nation. And, again, respect to Peyton. I think he's going to get his. I think he's going to get respect. But, again, yeah, you're right. I mean, Gorman's got too many weapons, and Gorman's going to put pressure on him that he hasn't seen this season. When you look at Gorman, to their credit, they played Modern Day, they played Centennial, they played Dale Sal, they played Liberty now. You, you look at Minogan, again, no disrespect, they've played maybe one team, and that was our review, that was close to, say, Liberty's level mm-hmm. as far as the kind of team you're playing, the kind of athletes you're playing, the speed you're seeing, the physical uh, team you're seeing. So, if, And if Bishman knows that think they're going to do anything against Gorman, the quarterback has to have at least 200 yards. Bishman knows quarterback. He has, they have to be able to get Gorman out the box. Gorman's putting nine in the box. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I, I could see that happen. We'll see what happens, man. I'm be honest. I, I, I'm picking Gorman, but you might hate me for saying this, but I'm rooting for Minogue. Oh, I, I knew you was going to do what you, <laughs> Hey, coach. Come on, man. No, no, no surprise. Who have been working with all year? I, somebody laughed at us <laughs> laughing at him last week, picking Howard as the best coach. I know. They're like, you guys are idiots <laughs> laughing at him. It's all good. All right, man. Well, hey, Vic, oh, go, go, go. I know. Victor's, he loves his north, man. Just let him be. Why don't you just pick him to win? Bro, this was such a, pick him to win. a wonderful weekend. Such nice weather. Great hey, local coach, football fans. Coach, coach. The backdrop was gorgeous. That has nothing on San Diego. I had so much good food. Oh, my God. There's trash. I think you just there. need oh to move up God. there, man. So yeah, just, move. Start just move. Just move. I would if I could. Hey, you're going to go to UNLV. You're going to be screwed. <laughs> anyway, all right, man, we're out of here. We'll see everybody stay champion. Right. Also, tune in next week. Next week, we're going to announce our coach of the year, player of the year, and offensive line of the year awards. And spay, neuter, adopt. <laughs>